wonderful show is Keeping up with the Joneses Lord of Catan Yes Happy New Year to you, sire Thank you so much <laughs> Wait, what's a female lord? A lady, maybe Lady Catan Lady of Catan <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> Do you want to talk about your Catan Ness Addiction Well, it's not an addiction Oh, sure no, no, that's the, okay. that's the first indicator. It is an addiction. <laughs> well, it's actually Brett Ratliff's fault. If you're going to blame somebody, blame Brett Ratliff. Yeah, he's got wide shoulders. He can take it. I've been playing, you know, just normal Catan on my iPad. And then he said, have you tried the upgrades like the Seafarers or the Knights and Cities? See, I knew it was a gateway drug. The worst problems. <laughs> and I was like, no, I haven't tried it yet. So I thought, okay, I'm going to spend some of my Christmas money and upgrade my game. Well, it's so much more fun because I just always won. Is there any way to explain what Settlers of Catan is? Now, bear in mind that I've been married to you for a long time. I've watched you play Catan a lot. Still haven't a clue what it's about. So there's an island, okay? And on the island, you're, there's a bunch of settlers and you're one of the settlers. So there's either three or four settlers and you get to build cities and uh, build towns and trade resources and build roads. And basically the first person to kind of take over the island, like build the most stuff um, while sort of keeping their other settlers up at bay, they win. Sounds quite similar to Mario if you add some mushrooms, Bowser, no. Luigi, no, it a uses princess your to brain. save. You have to think and strategize the whole time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't think or strategize once while playing. I know. <laughs> you just run off of things to your death. Well, <laughs> ah, oh, there you go. Ah, get in your bubble. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, happy New Year, darling. Thank you, darling. Do you want to tell the people what we did for New Year's Eve? We um, cleaned and organized. Well, I mean, that's what we've done all vacation. What yeah. do we do? New Year's Eve, or Hogmanay, as it's called in Scotland. Um, I played Catan on my <laughs> iPad. And but you're not addicted. That's We must stress, totally not addicted. With the fire on, and I ate chocolate. And I set up our new budget for the year in YNAB, my software of choice. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was like all night. <laughs> <laughs> it was very quiet. <laughs> it was bliss. We put our kids to bed, they're like, can we stay up till... No. And they went to bed, and then we went about our ways. And we, we did stay up until midnight, but not on purpose. No. Nope. In fact, we didn't even say Happy New Year's to each other, even though we went to bed after midnight. <laughs> I said it to you when I woke up. Oh, you did. But yes, tidying our house. We've had a revelation. Yes. The revelation is, I've realized what our house needs in order for it to stay tidy. Is us at home tidying? It, yeah, it's us at home. It's amazing how much stuff you can get done when you're physically at home. We will have tidied and organized every room in our house. It's a room by room purge. Mm -hmm. But it's so nice. It's so nice to have the rooms clean, things put away, so you, you know where everything goes. It's easier to keep clean that way. The trick is maintaining that. Mm -hmm. Totally. But it's a nice starting off point. We haven't actually had it this clean ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I've purged like boxes full of the kids' toys out. Yeah, but we do that at night when they can't see. Yeah, so they never notice. Nope. 
I've done that with your Canada sweatshirt. shirt. What? Never mind. Let's move on. What? <laughs> you took my Canada sweatshirt? Maybe. I'm, it, I am checking the closet as soon as we are done the here. The thing is, it was a sweatshirt. I'm going to tar Maybe 15 and years feather ago. your pillow with honey and saltine crackers if my sweatshirt is missing. It hasn't been a sweatshirt for many years. It's a friend. <laughs> if it's a friend, it's a wino that sleeps under the bridge. <laughs> All right, let's go get on to important stuff. Okay. Our friend Will. Yes. Who is of English descent. He is, indeed. Known as Mr. Will to all our kids. Monsieur Will. Went home to England for Christmas. Yes. And he said, do you want anything when I'm in England? Which is a foolish thing to ask. Because really. of course you do. Because <laughs> of course I do. I always want something. So I gave him a fairly extensive list. Mm-hmm. Not limited to, but certainly included Monster Munch, Marmite. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Terry's chocolate orange. Better. <laughs> Marks and Spencer's prawn crackers. They were good too. Yeah, I ate the whole bag today. What? Well, you said you'd started paleo and I was just helping you, so I finished the oh whole bag. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, it's marriage, it's support. Uh, thanks, darling. I so appreciate that. And uh, and so much Cadbury's, minstrels, curly whirlies. I mean, the list goes on and on yes. and on. It's yes. absolutely delicious. And so thank you, Will, for doing that. Our kids were thrilled to see Mr. Will yesterday when he came over to help me finish another Mario game, which I digress. He looked like Santa Claus with this massive sack of stuff that he brought, but I didn't expect him to bring the whole list. However, it wasn't enough that Will brought us back a plethora of British surprises, but his parents got in on the action too. And so we just wanted to stop and say thank you to Edward and Catherine for popping in some dark chocolate mints as recommended by the Queen. (laughs) <laughs> really? And some of your favorite soap. Yes. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for doing that. And by the way, you did a great job raising a brilliant son who's excellent at Mario games. I'm sure that's all they ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so baby, excited for the new year? I am. I'm super excited about this year. Me too. Like 2015 was awesome. It really was. But I feel like 2016 is just going to be an incredible year. Yeah. I forget who it was, but I thought I'd heard somebody talk about the year of unspeakable glory. It might have been Mark Dupont. No, I asked Mark and he said it wasn't him. Oh. But it would be great if this year was a year of unspeakable glory. Yeah, come on. Why not? Why not? Did you make any resolutions? I have, yes. I've made some resolutions, um, but I don't know if I want to share them because I made a lot last year and I only actually did a few, but I actually did them. So I want to be more strategic aren't resolutions like wishes when you blow out candles on a cake that they don't come true if you tell them what they are oh yeah that's right okay good yeah absolutely i'm glad i got my theology straight (laughs) would you like to know what our topic is for this week i would well i've been reviewing the year Mm -hmm. like a good contemplator Mm -hmm. and i've been thinking about 2015 and thinking about the things i learned thinking about the things i'd like to do differently this year yeah and it all stems out of two messages that were preached at grace center When Pastor Surprise was here, Mm -hmm. he kept saying this great phrase over and over. And he he, and I can't do Surprise's accent. If you haven't heard Surprise, I'll put a link in the show notes to when Surprise was on the podcast. And I I guarantee your mind will be blown. Let's just say that he has lost count of the number of people he's raised from the dead. So let's just leave that there. But when Surprise was here, he had this phrase he kept saying, don't spend time at the table of reasoning, spend time at the table of obedience. Right. And it stuck with me. I was just like, that's, you know, first I was like, what what does that even mean? And then more and more he shared and the more stories he shared and, you know, just getting to ask him questions, 
the more it became apparent of what he was talking about. Basically, the premise is God meets us with something. Yes. And then we present to him all the reasons why that won't work and ask for answers to our questions, but don't obey. Right. And he was like, actually, just follow the Lord and the answers will be given. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks ago, Dr. R.T. Kendall. Yeah. Do you like the way I gave him his proper title? Yes, he'll be very pleased. He came and spoke at Grace Center. An amazing message, really, out of the book of Luke. And it was Christmas time, so he was talking about the angel coming to John the Baptist's dad. What was John the Baptist's dad's name? Zachariah. Zachariah, thank you. And basically, the premise of R.T.'s message was, are you ready for answered prayer? Right. Well, you put those two together, and I began thinking about a situation pertinent to my heart and began thinking about the patterns in my life where God speaks, and historically, I've been very slow to follow God. And it's not out of arrogance, or I wouldn't even like to think it's out of disobedience, but I think it's actually, in retrospect, out of unbelief. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? You just agree with that conclusion? I'm sorry. Uh, would you like me to take longer? <laughs> um, well, the thing is, I think God comes and tells us something, gives us some revelation or a direction or a place to go. Yeah. And I've been thinking that my thinking about what he's saying is wisdom, but actually it's just fear. Right. Let me give you an example. So okay. when when we started thinking about moving to Nashville, where it all started, well, first of all, we weren't thinking of moving to Nashville at all. No. We were with John and Carol. We'd gone away with them for a couple of days to pray about what happens next. Yeah. And out of the blue, Carol shares this vision mm. and happens to mention Nashville. We don't know where Nashville is on the map. Literally, we don't Never know anybody in Nashville. Tennessee. No clue. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't point it out on a map of America. And as soon as she said Nashville, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit just dropped a bomb in all four of our hearts. Yeah. And right there and then... We both just lit up. Well, all four of us did. Mm -hmm. John and Carol were sad because they realized, oh, you guys are moving to Nashville. We were excited because we thought we're moving to Nashville. And there's no explanation for that. Uh, there's nothing rational about that at all. But there was just this Holy Spirit jump in our hearts. Right. And rather than following that, I think I just dismissed it. You didn't. You held on to it. Your heart percolated about it. Yeah. Since that point. And I, I like, like to percolate. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know if it was my contemplator. I, I'm not going to assign blame. I I just dismissed it and was like, nah, well, you know, what would we do? Literally, I remember saying, well, what would we do? How would we get there? How would we live? Just all the who, how, where, when, why, The table what. of reasoning. Instantly, the table of reasoning right. kicks in. And I should point out that when I talk about reasoning, I'm, I'm not talking about... Um, seeking counsel or making plans or weighing decisions. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about a heart attitude of, how can that be God? Right. Like you've instantly dismissed what God's trying to birth right. because it doesn't make sense to our finite minds. Or it doesn't seem logical. Totally. Right. So we go from that meeting, and it's not as if it was just that. You actually got several confirmations. Yes. I had a dream, the most life-changing dream in Iceland. Yeah. About moving to Nashville with a direct instruction <laughs> to call Jeff <laughs> to Dollar. To call Jeff Dollar, who we didn't know. Right. Um, had an angelic visitation. Yeah. Like all these things, when I tell the story, people were like, man, I wish I would get all that sort of stuff before I needed to move. But even with that, I'm still incredibly slow 
to take it seriously. And that's a wrong way of saying it, but I'm still incredibly slow to actually think about moving on it. And you were incredibly patient at watching me in analysis paralysis. What was going on in your heart when all this was going on, by the way? Just for free. I mean, I just did a lot of praying and saying, Lord, I really believe this is you. Will you speak to Alan's heart? I mean, from literally from the time that we were in the car with John and Carol, because I just knew. And then once we came and visited, I knew that I knew. And so... The joys of being married to a prophetess. Well, but I mean, we never do anything unless we both know, and we never try and make the other person know. Right, you're really good at that. So... I just waited and I prayed and sometimes I felt a little frustrated if you know, if I'm honest, but I'd just be like, okay, God, I need you to help me with this. I feel frustrated, you know, but it was fine. And the funny thing was once, once the thing got through to my head, our move here was just rapid. I mean, unheard of rapid. Yeah. Really fast. We got our US visas in one day. One day. And we came and visited in October to just speak to some people. And then we moved here December 16th. Yeah. Like, that's insane. You don't move countries in two months. Yeah, I think it was more like six weeks. But yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, totally crazy. Anyway, here's a contemporary example that actually happened this year. Okay. I remember Graham Cook saying, I think that generally in the body of Christ, we're way behind where we should be in the path that God has for us. Like, individually and corporately. Right. And I was like, okay, yeah. So, contemporary example. Two years ago, I'm I'm just with the Lord, I'm journaling, and the Lord speaks something to my heart. The next day I go to church, and David Wagner picks me out of the crowd and tells me the same thing I just heard the Lord say the day before. Yeah. And rather than going, man, I need to get on this, I was just like, that was amazing. Full stop. <laughs> like, hey, and now, what's for lunch? <laughs> like, yeah, totally. That's just crazy. And... You know, to be fair, I stepped out a little, but early this year, the Lord speaks to me about it again. I was like, hey, Alan, that thing, like, what, you know, what do you think? And so earlier this year, at the start of 2015, the Lord's like, hey, remember that thing? And remember how David confirmed that? Yeah, I was serious about that. And I instantly met God with all my questions, a table of reasoning. Yeah, but how's right. that ever going to happen? And how would we afford that? And what would we do? And where are we going to find time? And What are people going to think? All of the <laughs> all questions, stuff. you know, meeting God with who I'm not, rather than saying, okay, God, let's look at who you are. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not that I'm going in the opposite direction. It's not that I'm being stubborn. There's just no movement because I'm busy doing what he told me to do, but not what he's telling me to do. Right, you're being faithful in the things that we currently have. Right. But almost putting all dreaming and everything on hold uh, because it feels difficult to stretch like that. Right, I'm carrying out yesterday's vision, thinking I'm being faithful while ignoring tomorrow's call. Well, and you are being faithful. Oh, totally. And it's important to be faithful in the vision that is today's vision. Mm -hmm. But if you don't actually start walking towards tomorrow's vision, when you get to tomorrow, you've got nothing to do. Right. I was thinking about this, you know, earlier when we were thinking about what we're going to share, and I thought of that verse in Matthew 4, 4, where Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Right. And it's that constant proceeding, the constant revelation is where you get fed. Right. You know, you don't want to be stagnant. So that's early 2015. By August of 2015, the Lord brings it up again. And this time gives me some specific steps like, hey, you know, right. follow these things. 
And still, I didn't do anything with it. No. Because I'm busy, frightened, I'm just, you know, I'm thinking, what are people going to think? Blah, 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 you know, whatever. Insecurities. And also, one of the big things we kept saying is, when will we have the time? When will we have the time? Because with launching year two and stuff, our our time really got used up a lot. So it ev- it seems logical to reason. Right. But God's not asking for our input. He's asking for our obedience. Right. When we were away this Thanksgiving at my sister's in North Carolina, we went to Elevation Church and the pastor who was speaking there said this great line. He said, delayed obedience is disobedience. Right. And man, that was, you know, that with surprise. I remember you wrote it down, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just like, okay, Lord, I'm hearing you. I will obey. Well, and then come to December, I'm thinking, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to end this year in disobedience. So I just do the steps that he's given for me to do. Yeah. Because I think we get overwhelmed with vision, like, Lord, how are we ever going to do that? And the Lord's like, we'll just do this. Do the thing that's right in front of me. Right. So I did the thing that was right in front of me, and all my fears vanished. Bing, bang, bop. It, it all got worked out. Right. And I'm like, God, why did I delay what you were doing for a year? Right. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Bummer. Why, <laughs> you know, or even, why not do that two years ago? Right. Well, yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, well, I don't know if it, he fully told you that two years ago. And he sort of gave you the blueprint for how to do it more in August, didn't he? Right. But I'm But you I'm probably could have sure. asked him for that totally. earlier. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So this year, I'm I'm asking the Lord. I'm, I'm just saying, Lord, by your grace, I want to be obedient. I want to bring up my doer in response to what you're asking. I actually, forsaking everything else, reputation fear of man. I just want to be totally obedient. And the time between you telling me something and me doing something, I want to be ridiculously short. Yeah. You know one of the strategies the Lord gave me? What? Because I was just saying, Lord, you know, would you help me with that? Because I'm even anxious with the stuff you've asked me to walk out in 2016. Right. Well, first of all, anxiety is never a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, right. okay, Holy Spirit, help me what's going on there. And the Holy Spirit said, actually, Alan, I've put amazing people around you who will call you on your stuff. So yep. why don't you just move forward in everything believing it's me and trust that I've put great people around you and listen to them when yeah. they go, hey. Well, that's the thing. You do listen. You do stop and listen if somebody calls you up on something. Right. I think I so try and safety. preempt it. Yeah. Though, I think I'll try and live with wisdom and caution, but not realizing that that's just actually fear right. and insecurity. Right. Like, amazingly enough, as I've been reflecting on this, I was like, Lord, there's an awful lot of fear motivating me to stay put. Right. I thought it's prudence, but actually it's just ugly fear. And God uses things way better than fear to motivate you. Absolutely right. So what do you think about all that? I mean, obviously you've been, you've had a front row ticket to all this going on in my life, but how do you feel that applies to your life? I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like, I don't have any big vision type things that God has given me that I haven't pursued at the moment um, other than the books. Like, so I feel, I feel some pressure to finish the books that he's given me vision for. Um, But I know he's not, I know he's not mad. So that's, it's not about whether he's mad at me or, or performing or anything like that. It's just like, God, if you're asking me to do something, then there's going to be life at the end of that tunnel. And I want that life. So, you know, how how do I do that? So I think, you know, that's part of my 
resolutions that we're not talking about. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. I see. I'm probing where I should not be probing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's things like that where I'm like, okay, God, help me to be obedient um, and know that you can help me figure out the timing of it or even where to get the time to do it. So that's what's going on in my life. How are you doing, dear listener, with your following the dreams of God that he has for your life? Yeah, and not reasoning it away, but actually stepping out in faith and obedience. All right. I've got three things to share with you as we wrap up. Okay. Three recommendations. First thing is R.T. Kendall, who we mentioned earlier, wrote an amazing blog post about reading the Bible. Uh Uh-huh. And there was a couple of things that jumped out at me. He was like, we've got to a state where many Christians can't discern error because they don't know truth. Right. And I was like, that's amazing. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Go have a read of that. Today, all day, I've been listening to Amanda Cook's album, which came out. So good. It seems like a while ago. I don't know how I missed it. Yeah. It's called A Brave New World. It is, if you're in the mood for some sort of mellow, Holy Spirit-infused music, it's not like a live worship album, which you would know Amanda for from Bethel Music. It's a studio album, but it is amazing. Just put that on, set a fire to something. Uh, don't set fire to something. <laughs> Turn on your fire. Turn on your fire. That's the <laughs> phrase I was looking for. And oh, it was just awesome. I've had it on repeat pretty much all day. Love that too. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then applications for Grace in our School of Supernatural Life will be opening shortly. We'd love it if you would consider coming and spending eight months with us at Grace in and have your life changed. We'll talk about that in the coming weeks. Just to put that bug in your ear, the school starts in September, so you've got plenty of time to start thinking about it. Applications will open in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Anything, baby? Yeah. I just want to pray for everybody for the year. Oh, go for it. All right. So, Father, I thank you for every single person that's listening. And Lord, I ask that this year would be a year for each one of them that is marked by incredible favor and breakthrough. Um, Lord, that their intimacy level with you and just their closeness with you would increase, that the things that they have been longing for, uh, that they would see those things come to fruition. And yeah, Lord, I just ask that this would be the best year yet. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God The things we deal with every day From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan and AJ Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses They talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone 